What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders and welcome to the jungle on this beautiful Thursday. Trade season is kicking off. Our first major, depending on your definition of major, deadline deal went down on Wednesday night. But you know what that means, whether you are a believer in Fujinami to the Baltimore Orioles or not. It means fan side, it's MLB insider Robert Murray is as busy as ever, and it's beginning. Robert, I appreciate you joining me as things get nuts. Yeah, they are getting nuts. This, this is the time where my phone has basically been going off pretty often the last 24 hours. I can even say... Yesterday, um, I was getting texts and taking a phone call while I was at the gym doing planks, which I can report is not easy. Uh, but alas, we're surviving. Got plenty of updates for you guys. Adam, how you doing, my friend? Feeling good, doing good, and uh, wearing my Oakland A's hat uh, in honor of uh, the biggest deadline deal uh, that we've encountered so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have uh, some big old second half predictions you want to get your thoughts out, and you want a place to make money off those predictions, there's no better spot than Bet365. Except for our other betting partners, they're all equally good. They're tied for the top spot. We have an awesome sports betting promo for you today, though, for new Bet365 users. All you have to do is deposit $10 and place a $1 wager on any sport. You will instantly receive $200 added to your account in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. All you have to do is use the code baseball in at sign up it's right there on the screen that code is baseball in drop it at sign up you will receive the 200 dollars in bonuses but you'll also be directly supporting the podcast so if you have not signed up for bet365 join with the code baseball in place that first bet this offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus physically present in most legal gambling states please remember to always gamble responsibly check the episode description for the full terms of the offer and for those who are looking to support the podcast in a different way and i know there are plenty of you out there because i'm looking at the comment section and y'all are already going nuts and all i'm talking about is bet 365 ads so that's how you know it's about to be a good show if you want to join the conversation all the time we are setting up a discord channel it's going to be a, a place to catch us to chat with us around baseball's biggest moments and the way you get access to that is by being a member of our youtube fleet so go to the youtube channel subscribe to the memberships get the details there we'll get you the link if you become a member of the channel we are able to offer that because you all have been so supportive uh and the last year this year ever since i've been around the fan base has been tremendous and so this is just another step forward in the process of getting to hang out with all of y'all our best friends and uh robert murray i know we got a lot to fend off in the comments section uh are we ready to get a little wild because this is just a uh, it's going to be wild next week, too. It's going to be wild the week after that, and then probably the week after that as well. It is going to be very wild. I am absolutely very ready because I got I got plenty of information on my hands. So we can – you want to just dive right into it, my friend? 
Let's dive right the heck into it. Uh, I like uh, I like starting with Shintaro Fujinami to the Baltimore Orioles only because it's the actual trade that kicked us off and kicked us into high gear. Uh, not sure I saw him moving so early. He surprised me. Um, obviously, everyone on Oakland, nobody's tied down. Uh, you look at the garish ERA in the mid-8s. But the stuff plus is very similar to what Felix Bautista is doing in the ninth inning for the O's. And that ERA is uh, has been yanked down by a 3.97 mark in June and 2.25 in July. And by the way, hello, left field wall, who would not want to pitch at Camden Yards. What can you tell me about this move? Yeah, the Orioles identified Fujinami as a fit pretty quickly and they were pretty aggressive in getting him. And in, in order to acquire him, they didn't even have to part with a top 30 prospect. They gave up a player who I believe is 27 years old and um, he immediately is going to slide into their bullpen and he can end up being a, a pretty useful piece for him. And I had right after that trade was made, I had two executives with rival teams tell me they absolutely loved the fit and they thought Fujinami would be a lot better in Baltimore than he was in Oakland. And being on a contending team is obviously only going to help him there too. Uh, I think that was a pretty underrated move and a sign of things to come with the Orioles too. But I think their their bull, or their trade deadline strategy is going to be pitching and pitching. And I would fully expect them to add at least one starting pitcher before August 1st is over. I don't think it's a total coincidence that we're coming up on the 10-year mark of a Japanese reliever with excellent stuff who wasn't totally able to maximize it in the AL West coming East and being able to harness it. Uh, it was Koji Uehara 10 years ago for the world champion Red Sox. And Fujinami's splitter kind of reminds me of that transition. Was anybody scared when Uehara went to the Red Sox? No, they've already got a closer. What do they need him for? By end of year, the whole stadium is chanting as Sandstorm plays, and he goes on one of the most dominant postseason runs you've ever seen. Am I setting expectations a little too high? Maybe, but still, it's a formula we've seen play before. Oh, we absolutely have seen it play before, and and it seems like there's going to be a lot of these teams that try to follow a similar formula, at least in terms of of adding bullpen pieces. And you talk to every contending team, and they basically tell you the exact same thing. We're looking for bullpen help. Like you can talk to, uh, you can even like the Padres if they buy. I would fully expect them to be looking for a reliever. I think the Brewers make sense for a reliever. Um, although I have a, a trade deadline mailbag coming out in like an hour or so, I will, I will give you this. It is, I would call it highly unlikely, but it is not impossible that Jacob Mizorowski, who is the Brewers' top pitching prospect, debuts at some point this year. He is, and he just got promoted to double A. He is somebody that the organization is incredibly high on. And I've continued to have evaluators even before the futures game. And even after it say that he has the best stuff in the minors. Like he's, we're talking about like a legit dude here and they like having those guys debut out of the bullpen. It would make a lot of sense for them. Like the Rays are another team looking for bullpen help. Uh, basically every contending team at this point um, is looking for, for bullpen help. So it's uh, it, the trade market is certainly only gonna, only going to heat up from here on out for sure. And I love the arms race in the NL Central, specifically the rookie arms race. None of those teams, uh, those top teams, are counting themselves out. The Brewers have to go for it. the The Reds just took two from the Giants in a series that felt kind of lost and reestablished themselves. The Cubs just had a great series, yes, against the Nats, but. 
they've always been believers in that run differential sorting itself out eventually. They don't really think they're out of it either. So, like you said, I would expect to see bullpen help and, and those teams at the top of the Central continue to prioritize contention, although the Cubs are right on that borderline. Yeah, they are. And obviously, Burner, to answer your question, uh, that mailbag will be posted on fansided.com. I'll be tweeting the link as soon as that thing posts. Um, but yeah, as far as the Brewers, like they are going to add, but I have been told, and even Matt Arnold, their general manager, is on the record and saying that they're going to do so responsibly. And that probably means that they're not going to be trading any of their top prospects. Uh, like Jackson Cheerio, he's going nowhere. Uh, I would have not expect any of their top, top, top guys to be going anywhere. Uh, they're going to be opportunistic. They're going to be open-minded because this trade market is relatively like it's unknown right now because the angels, they could eat like the angels currently right now are determining whether or not they're going to buy or sell. Um, the Padres are in the same boat. Like both those teams basically are going to get, are probably going to control the trade market and they don't know what they're going to do. Um, it's going to be totally fascinating. I, I cannot remember this much uncertainty 11 days or 12 days before the trade deadline. Well, just like we talked last time about how maybe High and Bloom wishes the Red Sox weren't so hot and weren't facing the A's so that they could just sell rather than having a hybrid it again, the Yankees just sent the Angels back into the wild card race. Like the Angels are probably ready to evaluate things. Yankees said, oh, no, sorry, we're going to lay down and die and let you sweep us at home. And then all of a sudden, their Angels are a game back of the Yankees now. So if the Yankees are going to buy, which they're not just going to full-fledged buy, then the Angels can't really lay back and and sell either. They're going to have to consider, you know, that there's a reason why they're saying, you know, 36 hours before the deadline, we might know what we're doing with Otani. But before then, we're going to have to watch the baseball. Yeah, exactly. And like, and as you said, they put them right back into contention for for the wild card spot. And that would seem to make them selling that much more unlikely. Um, I, it's, it's, it's so fascinating with the angels because like you can make the strong argument that they should sell, that they should sell Otani, that they should sell Escobar, Moustakas, Aaron loop um, and a few others that are, that, that are on expiring contracts, but Mike Trout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Trot's going anywhere. Um, but I, I don't think that's the direction that they go in. I talked to somebody there who thought they were going to buy, but as I said, they're they're unsettled on what they're going to do. Um, and if they do end up buying, it sounds like they're another team that is going to be open-minded, and they think a lot of their issues currently right now are like health-related. Uh, they've obviously had Logan Ohapi on the, on the IL, Mike Trout. They've had others. Um, yeah, I don't, if they buy, I don't know what it's going to look like, but, um, yeah, it's that, that is arguably the most unpredictable team in baseball just because, um, of Artie Moreno's presence. It's, it's rather crazy. Let's go through a couple of the team specifics in the comments. We have a couple of things that we want to discuss players. I want to mention that maybe haven't been discussed quite so much unexpected movers, but uh, I'd love to go a little team by team because we've got some people clamoring. Uh, Prize Picks Poppy wants to know about the Los Angeles Dodgers, and so do I. It feels like you can't turn anywhere uh, without reading about the Dodgers and Lucas Giolito these days. We talked about that last show. Some people are trying to get creative and expanding their White Sox Dodgers packages. 
they're like putting Graveman in there. They're like, what would the Dodgers have to give up for like Giolito and Tim Anderson? Uh, but no matter who it is, it seems like that White Sox Dodgers connection is pretty well forged. Yeah, I should also probably clarify this is a Coca Cola from from Chick or uh, from Chipotle. This isn't anything of the alcoholic variety. Yeah, or uh, yeah. like a, it looked kind of like authentic Mexican Coke, like a very like yeah, yeah I don't know, like extra sugary, <laughs> but no, it's just uh, it's just it's just Chipotle. Yeah, it's just Chipotle Coca Cola, but um, with the Dodgers, they are obviously they're going to buy. Um, you look at them starting pitching, and I actually got a steak burrito by the way, in case anyone is wondering. Um, yeah. The Dodgers is going to be starting pitching bullpen help. And a right-handed outfield bat is what I'm thinking they're looking at. The Jake Marisdick injury the other night with the hamstring that made that need a little bit more pressing for them, or even more pressing, I should say. Um, the Dodgers in years past have typically been rather reluctant to invest significant resources in uh, a bullpen piece. So I'm kind of skeptical exactly what um, they'll end up getting on that one. Um, so it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens there, but um, I, I think those are the three areas we're going to look at for them. And what about their rivals, the Giants? Russell Hall is asking if there's Giants news, and obviously a burner is going in deeper on Kyle Harrison because I know we've talked about him being an, an easy second half call up, especially in the thick of the wild card race, and now he's suffered a bit of a setback there. So, is there any possibility? that he still does come up this year. Yes. Uh, from everything I can gather. So Harrison's injury, I don't know if this has been reported yet, but it happened while he was doing lunges at the gym. And it, uh, it initially they, he thought it was going to end up being, or the, the Giants thought it was going to end up being a little bit worse than it was, but he's, he's recovered pretty quickly. Um, he's still doing his thing. I think he's out in Arizona right now. And um it would not surprise me if he returned sooner than later and could still debut at some point this year. So I would not rule that out at all. And for the giants, as far as their trade deadline strategy, it seems like, um, I, I don't know necessarily know how aggressive they're going to be in terms of buying. It's just the, the market is so uncertain at this point. And, um, yeah, we, we just don't know what the market is going to look like. I think if the right opportunity presents itself, they're going to end up like pouncing on it. But what that opportunity looks like, I feel like I'm saying that a lot, but it's just, it's that much uncertainty at this point. It's, it's pretty crazy. Well, you heard it here first, uh, never work out uh, at least. So like if you're, if you're worried about getting hurt doing lunges, just don't do it. Um, the entire Yankees team is like, really great. We won't, um, we'll just get injured. Uh, but yeah, very, very good point there. But good to see that maybe Harrison could come back. And uh, we'll get some specifics as the week and a half goes on. I mean, if DC yeah. And also, I want to add this on the Giants too. Sorry to cut you off, Adam. No, no. I do think if they look to upgrade a certain area, I would look at middle infield depth. I think that's that's an area too. And also, this is me just spitballing. This isn't like sourced information or whatever. Um, but they have Casey Schmidt, and they just called up Villar yesterday. I wonder if a team could look and try to acquire a guy like J.D. Davis from them. Just, I mean, maybe inquire. I don't know if it'll happen. I would think it's probably on the highly unlikely end, but you never know. That's, that's something I'm thinking. 
I like the way that you are thinking. Um, I like the oh, way that a lot of our commenters are thinking too. I, I some of these trade packages being pitched, I'm just looking at them going, that's some good material for the Discord. You guys want to become members and hop in. We could talk it out as the deadline approaches. Um, everybody curious about their teams. Uh, I, I just want to talk about a couple interesting names uh, that keep coming up mentally for me. Uh, David Robertson and Tommy Pham in a package, by the way. Uh, Sam Sports Talk mentioned that's definitely one of them. I'm thinking about where the Mets are right now for sure because they are they are right there in the damn middle. Uh, they wish they weren't losing six two to the Chai Sox today. They wish they were about to uh, put a good solid exclamation point on this series. But they are probably still sellers in some capacity, though Verlander and Scherzer should still be there after the deadline. Uh, the Tigers and Eduardo Rodriguez, as well as all-star Michael Lorenzen, uh, Erod and his 270 ERA and opt-out clause, he's no longer injured. He's back active. Uh, I think it's time that we all start talking about him again as a prime trade candidate. A couple months ago, it was like, well, of course, he'll go somewhere. Then he got hurt, got lost in the shuffle. I don't want that loss. A uh, lot of talk about the White Sox bullpen, Keenan Middleton kind of been better than the other competitors in the Sox bullpen and is a free agent at the end of the year. And I don't want to lose Lane Thomas of the Washington Nationals. You and I both know that the player who makes the biggest difference in October is usually an Adam Duvall type or Eddie Rosario. It is not the Scherzers and Trey Turners. Steve Pierce was the World Series MVP in 2018. And if you make me say it again, yelling it from my rooftop, I will. So I just want to make sure that we keep focusing on these players who – could easily get moved and will get their headlines stolen 10 minutes after their trade happens, but could be a true difference maker. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great call by you. And I also want like, I'm glad you mentioned Lane Thomas. Uh, Mike Rizzo the other day said that like they view him as like an all-star caliber player and they would want something meaningful in return. So um, that trade, when they acquired him a couple of trade deadlines ago was one of the more underrated moves that, I think any team has made in recent memory. They traded, they acquired Lane Thomas from, uh, or they ended up getting him for what was it? Um, was it John Lester? Ooh. I want to say it was John Lester for Lane Thomas. I want to say that was a trade. And that ends up, that was one of the more savvy moves that Mike Rizzo or any GM has made in some time. That was the trade, one for one. Yep. And I remember that just standing out and just being like, huh, that's interesting. And I mean, it's it's usually, as you said, the moves that fly under the radar that can have the biggest impact. And like, I think um, Tommy Pham is certainly a very strong possibility to go if the Mets sell. Uh, Mark Canna, uh, I know Buster Only of ESPN today mentioned him with the Seattle Mariners. And that makes a lot more sense now with Jared Kalanick on the I.L., after uh, after breaking his foot, kicking a cooler. Doing it to himself. He's sad, um, but he's only sad because he's mad at his own brain. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a pretty epic brain fart, and that puts the Mariners in a even more difficult position, to say the least. I think if we're going to go with an underrated trade candidate here, I'll give you one. Uh, Jose Quintana. He is somebody who is is drawing interest. Look good in his start earlier. Um he is somebody who, when he's gone to play different places in the past, like the Cubs, they loved him. He was with Pittsburgh. They loved him. And they even tried to retain him as a free agent after uh, they traded him to the Cardinals, who, mind you, loved him. And 
Um, he set a really good example when he was in Pittsburgh. The Cardinals loved them. He's he's somebody who I think has a like a real shot at being moved. And it's he's only pitched a few few times this year, um, but like he's or he, he will rehab and also uh, in the majors he's pitched a few times. But teams have liked what they've seen so far. I would not be surprised if he goes. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've heard some different names. I'm not necessarily ready to release those. Um, yeah, that, uh, hang on. All right. Go away, Adam, or like say your thing. Oh, I'm, no, I'll go away. I'm going to leave. I mean, you, you know, you know, it's trade deadline season. I'm getting like pinged all my Twitter notifications on my wrist. When I, when I'm looking at my wrist, by the way, everybody, I'm getting like, Twitter noties. I'm not just being like, oh my God, like how much more podcasts do we have? 15 minutes? Oh, I can't make it. Like I'm looking for the notifications. I got pinged during that and I was like, oh my God, I'm about to break something. And it was be real. It was be real telling me to be real. So you know what? I'm not going to be real right now. Um, I'm just going to agree that uh, I want to stay in the moment. Uh, There's nothing realer than talking with my friends, all of you in the comments and Robert about the trade deadline. So I'm not opening the app. Uh, But I will say that I Jose Quintana fresh off a beloved like a second half stint that nobody paid attention to last year ended up making a successful playoff start for a Cardinals team that should have gone further than it did. I love Tato's call of Tommy Pham as the World Series MVP for the Rangers. That fit makes sense. And Pham is the exact kind of player that we're talking about. Like people who like if Tommy Pham gets already, we went to the Red Sox last year and I immediately was like, that doesn't make a lot of sense because he's. He's pretty good. Why are they trying to get a little bit better? Why are they trying to get a little bit scarier? And uh, it didn't end up mattering for the 2022 Boston Red Sox, but there's a chance that your team could be the team that parlays a fam October hot streak into a title. Uh, And I like that you got your eyes out too for CY Chris Young not being at the All-Star Game logo reveal and, and extrapolating that to mean that potentially he's working on something. You theorized Jordan Hicks. I like the theory. Um, we're mo- let's move on to the AL East a little bit. Um, and the AL East conversation involves the Cardinals specifically. Um, and I'm going to get to a few more of these comments. So definitely everybody stay, stay poised. I, I got you. I got you unlocked. So stick it, stick around and anything that doesn't get answered again, a couple of days, we're going to have that discord for you. You're going to be able to join pop questions in there, talk with each other. As long as you become a member of our YouTube channel, follow the instructions below to join Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dylan Carlson. Yankees, uh, Yankees Twitter has been in a tizzy because of how well the Cardinals and Yankees match up. Especially now that we know the Yankees aren't just buyers in all caps, or at least they shouldn't be. They should be acquiring people who will be here beyond 2023, we hope. And so Dylan Carlson getting sent to the bench, at least temporarily. Tyler O'Neill has been emphasized. They've been de-emphasizing Carlson a little bit. Although, of course, his back comes alive as soon as they make that announcement. Um, so I sort of headline this like Dylan Carlson is good as gone for the Cardinals. And that's not how you see it. No, and it's it's really it's interesting if you think about this like throughout it all is Tyler O'Neill for the longest time has seemed like as good as gone in St. Louis. It just seemed like they were ready to move on from him and he's getting closer to coming back. And then the team publicly says um, that he's going to end up being their everyday left fielder when he returns. And then all of a sudden Dylan Carlson is mentioned in trade rumors a little bit. It feels like, I don't know. It just seems like public um, messaging to try to get more leverage for the Tyler O'Neill situation. I still think he's the most likely of the two that goes. I just can't envision trading Carlson right now, unless the hall is just too good to like too good to be true. Um, I, I, I just, I don't see Carlson being a strong trade candidate at this time, but let me tell you, the Cardinals have a lot of them. They have, Jordan Montgomery, they have Jack Flaherty, they have Jordan Hicks, Ryan Helsley, Chris Stratton, uh, Tyler O'Neill. Uh, they got an abundance of guys, and I would think a lot of the players who are assigned to one-year deals, who I think are Montgomery, Flaherty, Stratton, and Hicks, are all very likely to be traded. Um, I think that's that's a, a pretty fair thought. And Arnado and Goldschmidt, they're not going anywhere. I can tell you that right now, but. I also don't think Carlson goes anywhere of the two. I think it's more likely that O'Neill goes, but man, oh man, the Cardinals are going to be quite active. And I think from what I can tell, their phone lines are already active. And I will also give you this. It seems like in return for some of these players, they want either players who are major league players now or players that are going to help them, like minor league players who are going to help them in 2024 because they want to compete. In 24, which is also a big reason why Goldschmidt and Arnato are essentially off limits. Well, I saw Jim Bowden uh, doing Jordan Montgomery to the Orioles today in his athletic column. And all I have to say about that is you must be a big baseball insiders fan, Jim, because we've been on that 
Four months. Um, well, the Cardinals uh, are have caught the eye of Yankees Twitter, of Yankees writers. I saw Katie Wu and Chris Kirshner of The Athletic do a Cardinals-Yankees roundtable today to try to get those packages right. We don't know much about the Yankees, but what we do know is them and the Red Sox are in fourth and fifth place, not the way they saw that coming. Sox are one game up on last, Yankees firmly in last alone. And we know the Yankees want to save money. They want to get $1.1 million or more further down in the payroll so they get below that upper luxury tax threshold. Because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, they actually are paying the Steve Cohen tax right now for this bad non-playoff team unless they get down one more level. So what do you foresee for them that the people that come to mind for clearing payroll are Isaiah Conner-Falefa would get you there. Glaber Torres got like three and a half million due to him for the rest of the year. Luis Severino, it's even more. Wandy Peralta, one and a half million, but he's a rental reliever. I mean, they're going to clear money at this point. That that seems almost assured. You would think so. I think they're at, they're at the point right now where buying just does not seem like a realistic option at all, especially after this past Angel series. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what they end up doing um, in terms of if they end up moving one of those players to get below that threshold. Like I don't know exactly what they do or who they move. Um, it's a really odd spot for the Yankees because coming into the year, I don't think anyone could have necessarily envisioned this happening um, in, in terms of them being in last place in the division, like this deep into the season. That just did not seem like a realistic thought, but all the injuries have happened and obviously the Carlos Rodon thing has not panned out close to what they could have envisioned at all. Um, yeah, what, what, of all the players, Adam, who do you think is the most likely to move for them? Ooh, Did I don't we, know. Rodon yeah. didn't pan out. These three starts have been hot fire. I don't know what you're talking about. No, just, <laughs> that's been brutal. Um, I, I look, Labor Torres is for all intents and purposes was already traded at last year's deadline. Like they, they thought they had a done deal there to Miami and they didn't. And so I would say that he's the most likely player I listed uh, to not to carry real value and not make it to the end of the season. I think Wandy Peralta is the easiest trade because you look at his metrics, everything screams in season regression. The Yankees are probably not going to extend a 32 year old lefty reliever as fun as he is. So he's some he's like the most gone. But I do feel like if you actually want to make a splash, Glaber Torres is their hottest hitter right now. And probably isn't getting extended. So when do you do it? Do you do it mid-season or do you wait till the winter? No, exactly. And and that's kind of, I mean, it's a different position, obviously, but kind of similar. Because how, how much longer does he have on his deal? Is it one and a half years? I believe it's one and a half years. It's yeah, kind of the same position that they had with Jordan Montgomery last year. Yeah. And they ended up getting ahead of it and they ended up getting, or they ended up upgrading a different position uh, in that deal. So I guess you never know. Um, but yeah, it's these next 10 days the word uncertainty just is basically filled you can use that word to summarize the entire baseball world right now um there will there will be trades in the coming days i would feel pretty decently confident about that just because it's that time of the year but i would expect the bulk of the deals to end up happening uh closer to the deadline and um obviously a burner i i know you've you've been asking about the raise a lot Patrick Corbin is not a terrible trade candidate. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the the Rays, they are looking for starters and relievers. I don't expect them to add anyone with a too crazy of a salary. Um, 
That's just not their MO. I also don't expect them to get into a bidding war by any means for any player. Um, but you know the Rays, they find opportunities that some other teams have not thought of, and they get it, and they end up looking really smart. So um, you can never – yeah, they're, they're just a very – very interesting team with how they operate. And I, I fully expect them to add at least one or two players. I love all the sunshine state, Florida conversation, like the, the Rays stuff. You got a lot of pieces to talk about the Marlins fans in the chat are active looking for Lane Thomas and Heimer Candelario. And I'm, I'm looking for those guys for you too, on your behalf. I enjoy those trades. Um, great AL East questions coming down the pike too. The Blue Jays, Eric Troyden asks if we've seen the last of Nelson Cruz. He's heard some whispers about him and the Jays. Something to keep an eye out for as the deadline approaches. And right after, Jason Parker asking about James Paxton. And that one all comes down to what do the Red Sox think they are? Because, I mean, they're they're nothing without James Paxton. They're getting Chris Sale back, but you don't get Chris Sale back to get rid of James Paxton. You get Chris Sale back to pair him with James Paxton and be kind of a scary team. So the Jays are definitely in listening mode right now where like, I wouldn't be shocked by any of these things, but the Red Sox have some tough decisions to make. They absolutely do. And uh, as far as the Blue Jays, like obviously we've seen the reports connecting them to Marcus Stroman. I still would find that pretty difficult or pretty unlikely to happen. Um, They are going to be looking for, and Ross Atkins even laid it out yesterday They'll be looking for a starting pitcher, preferably one with options or minor league options. Uh, they are open to adding a bullpen arm, uh, preferably a left-hander. And they would also, I mean, adding another bat seems like something that they would like, especially like an established right-handed bat. Uh, Nelson Cruz certainly fits that bill. Um, that being said, though, like he's not the player that he once was, so he'd end up being like a, a designated hitter for them. But as far as a leadership perspective, very good. He's also got thoroughly, he's got a lot of experience in that division. Um, so I guess it's not exactly like, I, I don't necessarily know if it's close, but I like the fit there. I think it makes sense. Um, as far as the Red Sox go, they're in a, this is, I think if Bloom had it his way, they'd be in a, like a more clear position to sell, but they, it's kind of a similar situation to what they were last year. And they, they cannot, to me, do the buy and sell thing again. I know I've said that before. I'll say it again. It's just, you can't do it because it did not work. Um, and especially that Christian Vasquez trade. I don't know necessarily know what they're going to do with Paxton, but I will say this. There are not that many quality arms available at the deadline. So it is very possible that some other team blows them away with an offer or gives them an offer they can't refuse and they end up doing it. I mean, you can never rule anything out, especially in this market. Um, but that's a Heim Bloom has got another difficult one to navigate here. That is putting it lately. The toughest thing about the Red Sox is you can't say they didn't build a quality roster this offseason. They built a roster that if everybody reaches their best case scenario is a really good team. And you've seen that with James Paxton uh, for the month of June, but he's not really someone you can rely on and pin your whole deadline on. Like we'll have James Paxton in May. So we don't need another starter because we'll have James Paxton. And like, there's a chance that he rattles off a month. Like he just did. There's a chance that he comes down with knee soreness and misses six weeks and then comes back and has a good start and two bad ones. And then misses September and doesn't, pitch in the postseason like 
if you're building on a foundation of James Paxson and Chris Sale, you might get a hot June run. And then you might get some weird trade deadline questions where you're like, are we buyers or sellers? Yeah, I'll tell you, it's happening again. And you can even ask that same question. This the one that uh, Josh W just posed in the in the chat here, asking if Josh Hader is on the move. Um, this is an interesting one. The the Padres they are preparing for several different scenarios, and I think it is more likely that they buy. I just I don't see them selling at least at this point they they're going to look for some arms i mean starters bullpen uh another another bat is something that i think they're going to end up looking at um but if they do sell they will dominate the trade market they would have the best reliever in baseball and josh Hader, who i think we can call him at this point historically great um they would have blake snell who would be one of the best arms available. They would have Seth Lugo, who has an option for next year, and it seems like he's likely going to decline that player option at this point. They also have a fellow named Juan Soto, who's got one and a half years of control, and they'd be able to get a pretty sizable haul in return for him if they do end up moving him. I'm just laying that out. If they wanted to, they can end up being the team that like owns the deadline. I don't see them doing that but I would not rule it out. I, I still think they buy. That's that's right now what I'm thinking happens. But with A.J. Preller, you never know. If I'm betting on A.J. Preller, which I'm not because we all know he's insane, so I'm just going to let that ride without money attached <laughs> to it. Yeah. Um, they have a plus 42 run differential. They're five games under 500, but they have the profile of a winning team. So if A.J. Preller buys, I would be like, yeah, I get it. I completely understand. My voice is cracking. It's trade deadline madness. This is uh, this is where we are. Like I, I yell about the Yankees for an hour before this podcast, and when they're as bad as they've been lately, they get screamed about. Then we do this podcast, and it is a trade deadline whirlwind. That's because of all of you fine folks. It's because of you, Robert. Uh, but my man, my voice is shot. Yeah, I, I I think I'm going to be in the exact same situation as you before too long. I can already feel the, yeah, I can already I can already feel a little bit. I have my mom and dad who watched the last podcast who bless their souls are our biggest fans, um, and they uh, they even were like, your your voice seems much deeper, um, and I'm like, yeah, it's that time of the year again. By the way, another reason for that is I got stuck in a freaking haboob the other day, which is a sandstorm or a dust storm in Arizona. For those who don't know was on a mountain. I turned around and there's this big cloud of dust that came and got me. Uh, not great. Do not recommend that. And, and Canyon Swartz, I, I got, I got an answer for you on this one. Um, and then I think we'll close it out since Adam's voice is starting to fade a little bit. Um, the, the pirates, I would not expect anything big there. I think like you can forget about an Andrew McCutcheon trade, obviously like key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds are going nowhere. Of all their players, I think look at Carlos Santana, Rich Hill, uh, G-Man Choi. I certainly would not discount him. I think those are the three players to watch. I fully expect uh, David Bednar to be asked about by contending teams a lot. Um, I just don't think Bob Nutting will sign off on it at this point, so I expect him to stay. But if they did want to move him, he's got plenty of years of control, so they get a pretty good haul for him. But 
just don't see that one happening. Well, there you have it. We will keep our fingers on the pulse. And for you 40-year-old Virgin fans, turns out a haboob really does feel kind of like a bag of sand hitting your mouth. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you, it is. It, it sucks. I would not recommend that at all. It was, yeah, it was not good. I uh, I, I don't know if anyone down here follows me on Instagram, but I, I, I put a picture of that on my Instagram story and it was nuts. Uh, same handle as my Twitter handle if you want to, you want to follow, but um, yeah, I get to see the personal side of Bert. So there you well, go. Now, now's the time you can follow him on threads too, because we just don't know where the stupid Twitter machine is going and everybody beware of the non, or, you know, now I guess someone with a checkmark tweeting news is actually worse than someone without a checkmark tweeting news, which is the crazy world that we currently live in. But if you want updates straight from the source, go to Bert on Twitter, go to Bert on threads, Instagram, and we're both in that discord. So again, if you join, uh, you become a member of the YouTube channel, we'll be there to chat and talk at baseball during off hours. Uh, belated best wishes to, to Andrew Painter of the Phillies, who we talked about a lot earlier in the season and offseason. Seemed poised to break out this year. Came down with a UCL injury that they wanted to rehab. Spoiler alert, did not work. Tommy John for Painter. Um, so I yeah. guess. Hang on, we got, we got something here. So this is not a trade, but it would impact the trade market here. Um, it is possible that the Mets will be placing Tommy Pham on the injured list. He is currently... Uh, injured. So um, that was first noted by Andy Martino. And it seems like Mark Vientos is on the way to join the Mets right now. So that not great. Um, that was, he was the Mets' their, their best hitter at this point. And now possibly going on the IL. That's, that's tough. That is not good. Well, that's as Metsy as it gets. And add in the fact <laughs> that uh, Starling Marte has been out. Uh, if this, if fam does go on the IL, he is not going to be the only person in that clubhouse with severe headaches. God, we just talked so much about fam as a great candidate. And now Tommy fam's like, Oh really bet? Like I'm going to hurt my oblique. There you go. Now what are you talking about? Uh, it's boy, the trade deadline. You, what, what an absolute mystery this thing is. Holy cow. And to think Adam, we have almost two weeks of this left. Oh boy. <laughs> that's the best part i'm I'm here for it i'm here for it i'm not missing a minute and i hope that none of you do either um my yankees co-host thomas carinante we're doing our show on tuesday next week so that means i will not be screaming right before monday's baseball insiders join us monday thursday 3 30 eastern and whenever we gotta go on trade deadline day we will go We're not missing a big deal. We're not missing a minute. You are getting a deadline stream from us, and you might get some emergency stream. So there's no better way to be tuned into that than to be subscribed to the channel. While you're subscribing, if you want to mosey on over to Bet365, put the code baseball in in at sign up. You get those uh, that helpful bonus bets. And members only get the perks of the Discord as well. Uh, we're going to be going sicko mode as we approach the trade deadline. Uh, and I'll be in Cooperstown this weekend for the Hall of Fame induction as well. Uh, juggling, I don't know what my favorite uh, event weekend of the year is, the deadline, the All-Star Game, the Hall of Fame. Might be the Hall of Fame, but I'll be up there if anybody wants to say hi, getting autographs in the merch tent, um, and just having a grand old time celebrating baseball. Uh, Robert Murray, thanks for joining us as always. Uh, man. This was uh, an exhausting 40 minutes, and uh, we're going to do it several more times. 
I, I can't wait for it. And by the way, I am tweeting the uh, the trade deadline Q&A right now for those who are still tuned in. So make sure you look at that. We're going to have even more insight there. Uh, Adam, I appreciate you doing this for me and risking your voice. Uh, don't yell with Thomas the next time, please. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do what you got to do here. You're wonderful. I appreciate everybody who tuned in. That was a very active comment section, uh, probably the most active of the year so far. Joanne, appreciate you as always. Um, Adam, good work today. Oof, good work today, dude. No promises on the voice blowout, but we thank everyone again for sticking around to the end. So many of you did. Uh, we see you all. We appreciate you. Thanks for the comments. And uh, looking forward to more of it. We'll see you again on Monday. Let's go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.